Welcome to Lex Examine Bible Study. Bible Study. Every Thursday, open discussion. Bible Study, Thursday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. promptly. We are an outreach ministry, literally and figuratively. Our ministry is outside of the four walls. Occasionally, you may hear a dog barking or a train plane passing by. Topic, broken promises. But first, a word of prayer. Father God, we pray for Shay, a Las Vegas metro officer that was shot in the head trying to disperse a crowd of protesters. Lord, we pray for this 29-year-old man that went to work healthy but left bedridden. Father, we're hearing from the family that he may be on a ventilator the remainder of his natural life. For the God where he is right now, Lord, we ask that you just step in and give him that peace that passes all understanding. Lord, we're asking for a complete and utter healing that you heal him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we extend this prayer to his family. Those that are now going to take care of his affairs. Those are now that are going to take care of him. We ask that you strengthen them, oh God. Give them the courage, the energy, the might to take on this enormous task. Father God, we pray for the healing of this country, oh God. Allow people to embrace people as people. Father God, we pray for this country, oh God, that racism will go away. Bitterness will go away. Anything that's not of you will go away. Father God, we pray. We pray right now, oh God, that we can live in a world where there's no violence. But we can live in a world where it's peace and harmony. We live in a world where there's no discrimination. It sounds a lot like heaven. Lord, can we have just a portion of that here on planet Earth? In Jesus' mighty and precious name, I say thank God and, and amen. Praise God. Praise God. God is awesome. Even when we're in the darkest place, God can reach you there. More importantly, God can reach your loved one there. So, Lord, we pray that you dispatch angels around Mr. Shea this very hour. Yet again, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's examine promise. That's a declaration of assurance that one would do a particular thing or that particular thing will happen. In other words, a promise can be made at any time. 
You are simply giving your word. But for the sake of decency. And your reputation. You are obligated to keep it. Especially when you. Carry the title. Especially when you carry the title. As pastors. As preachers. As teachers. As mothers. As well as fathers. As well as co-workers. That carry the positions. Of authority. In any environment. It's imperative that you keep your promises. I've always said and I'll continue to say that folk are watching you. Folks are listening to you. But that's not always the loudest voice. In many cases, it's your actions. Don't tell me, show me. It's incredibly discouraging when a Christian, that's a man of, a woman of God that breaks a promise. When promises are broken for many, the bond of trust are breached in many. In other words, we lose trust. When we fail to keep our promises, people see us less trustworthy. Even if we think we are completely trustworthy, others may not share that opinion if we fail to keep our promises. There are some that may not come out and let you know how they feel about you when you break your promise. Some will just simply not bother with you ever again, especially when it comes to important affairs. I cannot emphasize enough when you carry the Bible and you break your promises, that is not a good witness. Oftentimes, circumstances manifest themselves into hurt and disappointment. It is more hurtful when a Christian fails to keep their promise because our walk is supposed to be or mirror Christ. If you ask anyone that has been disappointed or hurt because someone didn't keep their promise, the hurt is even greater when they are professing to be believers of Christ. One expects them to keep their promise because they are believers. Or they're supposed to be yet again mirroring Christ. And when they fail or come up short, it's so disappointing and discouraging that this man and woman of God did not keep their promise. Especially a pastor. Especially a pastor or someone that's in leadership in the church. It's better to just say no. 
or I cannot confirm that I can make this or that meeting. If you're not sure about it, then state it as such. Because folk are depending on you to keep your promise. Let me go one step further. They expect you to keep your promise because of the position that you hold in the body of Christ. Let's examine not keeping your promise to a non-believer. Walk with me. Not keeping your promise without unforeseeable circumstances that made it impossible for you to keep that promise. For a non-believer, many may compare themselves to you. That Christian doesn't keep his promise. That Christian is just like me. Because nor do I. In the mind of a non-believer. He's saying to himself. We're the same. We are exactly the same. I don't keep my promise. And nor does this Christian. As Christians. We're supposed to be set apart. There should be a difference. It should not be a close race where we're running parallel with one another. We should be out front, far out in front. Praise God. That Christian that that doesn't keep his promise, yet again, that's a poor Extremely poor testimony that he is or she is displaying. That's, in other words, a poor witness. Remember, it's not so much what you say, but it's all about what you do. The phrase, my word is my bond. It is used for saying that people can trust you because if you promise to do something, you will do it. That's the way you want people to look at you and think about you. That man or woman of God, if they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. Question, what do you think people say about you as far as you keeping your promises? Praise God. Let's examine three examples of disappointing a child for not keeping your promises. One, we teach them not to trust us. We teach them not to trust us. If a child can't trust you in the little promises, how can they trust you in the big ones? Even a child understands that my parent or parents 
doesn't always keep their word. Two, we make them feel unimportant. Your child will notice if you keep your word to others, but not to them. This is a big one. If you break your promise to your child and your child is seeing that you make other promises to other people and you don't break them but you actually keep them, what are you saying to a child? That child may feel that he or she is just simply not important. Remember, children can't express how they often feel. But they feel the hurt. They feel the pain. They feel discouraged. Unimportant. For an example, that's breaking your promise for your friends. You promised that young man or young woman that you were going to spend time with them. But your best friend calls you up and tells you, I got tickets to the big game. And you look at your child, we'll do it on another occasion. Those famous cliche words, something suddenly came up. That's breaking your promise for a favorite television show. When you convey to him or her, I didn't know this show was getting ready to come on. I dared I'd miss it. Yet again, you are dispensing hurt and unnecessary pain. That's your hobby. I would rather go play basketball. I would rather go throw darts. I would rather do this or that, but I know that I promised you But this hobby of mine can't wait. We're going to have to yet do it again on another occasion. And yet again, you are dispersing disappointment. And making your child feel unimportant. If any or all of these examples... Contribute to you not keeping your promise to your children. It's time for a promised adjustment. You're going to have to turn that thing around. Reassess your situation. Reevaluate your situation. Get a grip. Especially 
as it applies to your children. Those young people, remember you are shaping them as they grow into adulthood. That's a poor example, poor illustration that you want to dispense to your children. When you keep your promises to your children, you are saying you are very important to me. I cannot emphasize enough. It's not what you say, it's what you do. Someone once said, actions speak louder than words. Praise God. We create promise breakers in our children. There is an old cliche. Monkey see and monkey do. Listen. If you want your child to be a promise keeper, you seriously need to be one too. Praise God. Praise God. Let's examine David and Jonathan. The Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 20, 14 through 16. That's 1 Samuel 20, 14 through 16. For those of you who have your Bibles, please turn to 1 Samuel 20, 14 through 16. We're going to take a look at David and Jonathan. I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. And verse 10, 14, and it goes as followed. And may you treat me with the faithful love of the Lord as long as I live. Now it's going to shift. But if I die, treat my family with this faithful love. Even when the Lord destroys all your enemies from the face of the earth. 16. So Jonathan made a solemn pact with David. There it is. But Jonathan is telling King David, when I die, I need for you to take care of my family. I need for you to look after them. And David made this oath, this vow, this promise to Jonathan. May the Lord destroy all your enemies. And verse 17, and Jonathan made David reaffirm his vow of friendship again. For Jonathan loved David as he loved himself. Somebody say, wow. 
W-O-W. Wow. That's pretty awesome because Jonathan trusted David. He knew that David would take care of his family even though he was no longer on the earth. And that's what happens when you keep your promises. People have a greater respect for you. People know that they can depend on you. There is no wavering here. That's the type of relationship that you want with people. That they can trust you. Not only among the living, but among the dead. I can trust you with my finances. I can trust you with my children. I can trust you, trust you, trust you because you are what you say, a man or a woman of God. Praise God. When someone keeps a promise, they form a bond with the other person. It's an awesome thing to have a bond with someone knowing it's going to happen. David and Jonathan is an example of true biblical bond friendship. True bond friendship, according to the Bible, involves keeping your promises. David never forgot his promise to Jonathan. When Jonathan was killed in battle by the Philistines, King David kept his promise to Jonathan, showing true biblical bond, friendship. Praise God. Let's examine integrity. The definition of integrity, the quality of being honest and having a strong moral principles. In this particular case, King David was an example of a man of integrity. Integrity is doing the right thing as well when someone's not present. Integrity is just simply doing what is right. Not what feels right, but what is right. The Bible tells us years later he sought out and took care of Jonathan's disabled son, the only remaining living family member. You can find that in 2 Samuel 9, 1 through 13. That's 2 Samuel 9, 1 through 13. So David took care of the only remaining family member. Praise God. Praise God. Let's continue. Walk with me. Many of us are uncomfortable saying no. Many of us are uncomfortable saying no. Oftentimes, many of us will tell our loved ones or other people in general what they want to hear at that exact moment because we have a difficult time saying no. 
God has created in us an instinctive need for connection to other people. We worry that saying no will break these bonds. Specifically, we fear that the other person, whether a child or co-worker, will feel rejected or take it personal, an offensive act. In reality, we just have a difficult time saying no. And our minds just simply play games with us. The reality is it's better to say no than not keep a promise. Saying no stirs up intensely negative emotions, embarrassment, and guilt. To avoid those feelings, we often say yes. Even when it goes against our ethics. Sometimes we say yes and we ought not be saying yes. But because it's a particular person or persons, oftentimes we will say yes. Even if it rubs us the wrong way. Listen, this is a bad idea. It locks you into a scenario that's hard to back down. Plus, Saying yes when it means no is a toxic communication pattern. It's not healthy for you or the individual that you say yes when you actually mean no. If we were to look at this from a spiritual perspective, the Spirit of God may be telling you to say no and you say yes. Now you're in God's way. In difficult situation underneath your breath, you can simply say, Lord, is it yes or is it no? God may be trying to work out something and yet again, you're in the way. That's what the Bible tells us to pray about all things. All things. Praise God. It's time to nip that bad habit in the bud. Before it controls your life. Learn how to say no nicely in your own way. But definitely learn how. Finally, choose your words carefully. When making a promise, give the ones that you do give freely and joyfully. If you are deliberate with your choices, you'll be confident of keeping them. This was once a problem for me. That... The person that's asking for something would oftentimes lay out the terms to the point that I just simply can't keep it. I can't follow through with that particular promise. What I'm saying is 
what I learned was, listen, I'll be more than happy to help you, but I can't do it on that particular day. Or that particular hour, I can't give you that particular amount. Or I can't attend that particular function. It's okay to say, well, I can do it this day. During these particular hours, or I can loan you this much. It has to be on your your terms. Because if it's on your terms, you can honor your promise. You don't have to break it. Because on your terms, you can make that meeting. You can be a part of this or that function. If it's on your terms, but not the person that's asking. It has to work both ways. Praise God. Praise God. Change your plans. But don't break your word. If something doesn't come up. If things doesn't work out. And things doesn't unfold the way you thought they were. And you have to cancel. Please pick up the phone. Notice I said pick up the phone. Do not text. Pick up the phone and convey I can't make it. Unforeseen circumstances came up that makes it impossible for me to fulfill this promise. It's okay. The worst thing you can do is say nothing at all. That's horrible. People will appreciate it if you pick up the phone. I cannot emphasize this enough. Not text, but pick up the phone and say, hey, I can't make it. I'm sorry. We need to reschedule. Something came up that was unforeseen. In most cases, people will embrace that and say, no problem. Can we reschedule? Or can we do it a different way? Or can we quite possibly do it later? Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for joining us in Thursday Bible study. The Bible conveys to us in Romans 10 and 9. That if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And shall believe in thy heart that God has Raise them from the dead, thou shalt be saved. In verse 10, it goes on, For with the heart man believed unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's examine contact information. Let's examine .org. Let's examine gmail.com. Facebook, let's examine. You can also contact us on anchor.fm slash let's examine.com. We have 
just started live prayer. Let's examine live prayer. Sunday, 6 p.m. That number is 978, area code, 990-5399. The code is 8283022. Once again, the area code is 978-990-5399. The code is 828-3022. I'm Pastor Fred Richardson along with Patricia David Richardson. Our, our number also to contact us for, for prayer requests, questions, a topic that you would want to hear on Thursday Bible study. You can call me directly, 702-741-1138. 702-741-1138. What's interesting about having a pastor that is neutral. I don't belong to any denomination. You can ask me anything. And it will come from a non-biased position. I preach Christ. And if you have any concerns. You can just simply text me. Call me. Or you have a particular topic you want. For it to be. Studied on Thursday. We'll do it right here. And let's examine Thursday Bible study. Thank you. Have a fabulous day in the Lord.